Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision. And we're here to debunk myths and deliver truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Love in the time of quarantine. Yes, that is where where life has come to, has it not? <laughs> We're recording via Zoom right yes. now. First time so. ever not being in person. I know. <laughs> I miss you, Talia. I miss you. I like literally just got closer to my computer screen. <laughs> Our faces are like so large on the video. <laughs> this is actually the closest my face has been to yours in a sense. <laughs> ever, yeah. <laughs> And you're like twice the size of your head. It's just gigantic. I love it. I love anyway, it. just acknowledging for our listeners, um, we're doing things a little bit differently, as is appropriate right now, given where we are at with our communities and COVID-19. Oh, the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. So sending love and light to everyone. Um, everyone, please take good care of yourselves. Be gentle with yourselves and your relationships. I can't say that enough to humans um, as we go through this. Yes, absolutely. Take, take care of yourself. It's like the, like we've talked about in other episodes, the oxygen mask analogy, take care of yourself before you try and take care of others. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we wanted to um, talk today on the, on the podcast, a very uh, topical idea about what's it like um, love in the time of quarantine or what's it like for your relationships while we're all in this social distancing, physical distancing, distancing state. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't fully fleshed out my ideas about it, and I'm very curious to see where this discussion goes. Um, Talia, what, what are the first things that sort of come to your mind that you're noticing either in your relationship or what uh, people are talking about who you're connected with and clients about how to you know manage your relationship wherever you're at in the stage of relationship, given these unprecedented um, you know uh, uh, circumstances. Uh, I would say I've heard various responses, both Mm -hmm. emotional and like, you know, tactical, how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I've had friends who are in newer relationships, um, or, you know, students have reached out or whatever, kind of like, Oh, what do I do? Um, Mm -hmm. and either if they're older, they've chosen to quarantine together, not like living in the same place, but like, we're only going to see each other. Um, or some of them have been like, I'm going to go live with my family for a while to make sure they're okay. I can't see you in person. I'll see you virtually. But I do think, I do think having that spectrum of responses has helped me to realize like everybody responds differently to this. Um, I know in my own relationship, we are taking extra precautions when we do see each other um, because we are used to seeing each other, but it's kind of the only place we go to is with each other. So in a sense, it's a quarantine, but that's a per like, that's a personal choice that I have made because I know the negative repercussions on not only my mental health, but on the relationship, that's not something I would like to like dive into. Obviously that's again, everybody's own personal choice. Yeah. But for me, that works. And for other couples, that's what they're choosing to do. Or they're doing a lot more virtual meeting, a lot more this, uh, sending each other cards in the mail, that kind of stuff. Like they're getting creative, I would say, with how yeah. to navigate love. I think 
dating in the time of quarantine is a whole other topic that I've seen a lot of people actually go back to like their chivalrous roots. Like one of my brother's friends sent a girl a bottle of wine over Postmates and they had a Tinder date. And I was like, oh, love that. And all of his friends yeah. were like, dude, don't set the bar that high. And I was like, this is sad if you think that's setting the bar high. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the high bar? Dang. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you clearly need to date more for practice. But I love that. Like, I yeah. love the innovation and the ingenuity a lot of people yes. are having. Like, hey, even if we can't meet together, let's go each get, you know, food from our favorite restaurant and, and eat over FaceTime or, yeah. you know, go on a picnic eight feet apart or something like that, you know, or let's go on a bike ride or a walk with the distancing measures in place. So yeah. I've seen a lot of creativity. I'm curious to see what the how long this is going to sustain because for my friends who are in new relationships, um, it's like we've talked about before and we'll dive into it in a different episode. Hormonally, there's a lot of like crush and this and excitement. And now we have so much more free time to get to know each other. I think it's going to be a catch 22. Oh yeah. Are we going to get to like a six to nine month relationship within two months and be done? Or are we going to speed things up really quickly and be like wow we've it's kind of like the memes where it's like I finished Netflix like I finished yeah. all of this learning <laughs> now what <laughs> yeah so we'll I think we will see I've seen different responses to answer your question I'm curious to see what it's going to be like I have not modified too much more than expecting to be able to see my partner more and voicing that expectation is, um, to be clear, not just like mentally building it up, but mm -hmm. voicing it to be clear if that is something people want from their partners. Like, hey, we have a lot more free time, or we assume, oh, the person's working from home or whatever. Do you actually have the free time I think that you do to devote to this? So yeah. being clear with expectations is also helpful. Super. I think that's true in any relationship, but also being so much more intentional now, given we're all under... Um, stress and transition yeah. so needing to really be intentional and not just let it be um and and put that intention there and my hope for this episode is that we help um guide some relationships into that intention and what that might be useful for them mm -hmm. and the way um i was sort of starting to organize my thoughts about this i think there's kind of two very important different discussions that of what um types of relationships we might be talking to. Yes. There are relationships where you are living together in your um, safer at home context. Yes. And then relationships where you are not living together, Love um, your safer at home uh, uh, context. Cause I think those present very unique, different challenges mm -hmm. um, for love in the time of quarantine. I agree. Which one should uh, we start with? Yeah. So I didn't hear what you said. Dang it. What'd you say? Which one should we start with? Oh, um, let's start with uh, when you don't live together, mm. because that's um, yours and mine's personal context right now. So we'll have some um, personal insight into that. Um, and then we can do uh, relationships where uh, they are together. And I'll have a lot more on the professional side to say there, because that's what I've been supporting my couples with. Um, a lot in these, in these first, you know, two and the third week of this, it, it's really all about um, really this discussion. So. Yes, I agree. I agree. So when you don't live together, <laughs> love in the time of quarantine requires <laughs> being creative and patient. 
Yeah. Well, I think you started hitting on a lot of those themes as you were sharing what you're hearing and what you're noticing about relationships. Uh, I like this idea of intention, uh, where needing to be very intentional in any relationship. And so how, how can couples who aren't together or aren't living together or what's it called? <laughs> you know how to like use cohabitating. <laughs> who aren't cohabitating, who aren't, you know, inherently stuck <laughs> in the same house together. Right. Uh, what can they be doing intentionally to get through this time um, to facilitate the relationship, whether they are, you know, brand new, just started dating even at the start of this um, uh, a health crisis, yeah. or if you've been dating for a while and then now it's like, okay, there's some new uh, boundaries going on. What can people be intentional about? Be intentional about not only how you're communicating, so like what medium you're using. Are you texting, calling, FaceTiming? Now more than ever, it's important to, in lieu of having face-to-face discussions, be able to FaceTime, at least call on the phone to hear their tone of, hey, I'm really freaking out about this. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to expose someone sounds way different in the tone I just said versus hearing it in a text, right? So be very intentional about the method that you use to communicate and how you're communicating and realizing maybe whatever anxiety or shift in communication you might notice is probably not personal. It's that person going through their own like existential crisis that might be getting projected onto you as the partner, or you might be doing that as the partner. Yeah. Uh, without realizing it. It's not that you're trying to push your partner away, but we all don't know what the hell is going on. Like we're, we're maybe one step ahead because we've worked on communication skills for our whole career, but yeah. that doesn't mean we don't also have anxiety. Like I personally have anxiety Absolutely. and I've handled this decently well, but I've also had my freakouts. Like, yeah. I, and that's why the communication piece for me is my best advice is knowing how to communicate, hey, I'm freaking out right now. I'm not ignoring you, but I need time because this is a totally me thing. I will reach back out when I'm a normal person mm-hmm. and save a relationship. Yeah. So even if you don't know what to say, say that. I'm struggling right now. Yeah. I don't even know if I need help or how you can help, but like blah, or send an emoji that's code for something. Like get creative with your communication would be the found for me, that's the foundation because if you're assuming something of your partner now is probably the worst possible time (laughs) because if you're not living with them and you're assuming, wow, they just have free time and they're around in their house all day. Maybe not. Maybe they're working from home even more. Maybe they're dealing with a family crisis. Maybe they're having anxiety and they didn't know they had it. It's just coming out. Like be able to communicate with your partner. Be very intentional about like, communication the baseline foundation of relationship Um, and I also like you said it in in when you're talking earlier about also communicating it being intentional with your communication with your expectations and even in a and that not just in your expectations of of the relationship but we're, we're like cutting it really thin your expectations of communication being so intentional, like you said, of maybe collaborating with this person uh, you're dating or you're in a relationship with, of how do we want to communicate? Right. What's working for us? What's not? Let's be intentional and, and do that instead of just, oh, well, I'll just text or I'll call or I'll FaceTime when I'm in the mood. Right. This does take a little bit more intention and clarification with the expectations. 
yeah. uh, which I think those of us who enjoy structure are going, yes, yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> we get a planet all. Yes. And um, that's great. And I say us because that's definitely a me thing. Me too. And, oh, really? Oh, you're a structured person? <laughs> no, it is a shock to most, but I do it's a shock to know. <laughs> um, but then also just noticing that there's a lot of people where this, that's a big challenge for them, where that type of planning or structure isn't not only their skill set, but also not how they like to live their life. So it can be very de- destabilizing and, and um, really not fun or enjoyable for them. Right. Sad side note about that. Uh, that's important what might comfort you might activate your partner so ask for it before you just thrust that upon them of like hey babe I'm gonna need you to FaceTime me for three hours every day I'd be like that's a lot can you tell me more like it would help me with blah 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 and I think by the third or fourth day I actually wouldn't need that much etc all right like I hear you I will do my best and let's start with an hour each night right like it's that flexibility of we might have different needs than our partner and what might soothe us might activate the hell out of our partner. (laughs) Absolutely. Which goes to um, an idea that I was thinking about of being intentional with your compassion for yourself and your partner. I think that applies to what you just said about really being intentional, paying attention to these things with more effort than we have to go, Hey, that's activating my partner or I'm noticing that I'm going to activate it when this is all based out of a context that none of us signed up for and we're dealing with. So just being compassionate. I think an important other compassion piece for people who are in relationships and aren't stuck together at home is something I actually talked about with my pen pal. We just recently had um, a Zoom chat. Uh, so uh, she lives up in Portland and I'm down in Orange County. So we had a nice chat and we never do that. And she was actually sharing a, um, an experience that I related to also where by putting structure, having a lot of social plans mm-hmm. and then like an hour before going, I'm really drained right now. I actually don't want to do this. Mm. And that's because we're all learning how to connect virtually or how to connect and and live our lives now and it's just different so our self-awareness tuners are just going to be a little bit different so have compassion that like let's say hey even you were intentional with your partner about we're gonna connect at this time and do this and then going you know what I'm sorry love I I'm not in a good place right now and maybe it's okay to say, can we just cut this short, a quick 10-minute check-in and, and do that later? Mm-hmm. Or something along those lines. Just really being compassionate with yourself and your partner mm-hmm. and going, things switched hour by hour. We're in a different place and that's okay. That'll stabilize. We'll get used to it. We'll figure it out. But particularly in these early weeks when we're at the most social distancing, letting that be okay. Um, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And allowing frustration, potentially, right? I'm not late naming that has to be the emotion. Allowing whatever your partner's emotional reaction to that boundary or that um, limit being set and realizing that's a natural response most of the time to either not having a need met or or having to uh, self-soothe. I think a lot of partners who are um, not living together but in partnership, um, 
or even if they are living together, but they have shift work, you know, law enforcement, fire departments, emergency techs, especially right now, they are also basically not living together. Some of the times the families decided because of kids and risk and everything else, please stay at a hotel. We've converted the garage. Like they have the distance now too. It's hearing your partner's response and going, okay, you're not shutting me down. You're not this. I have to learn to physiologically self-soothe when otherwise I would be decompressing with you whether that's a FaceTime or a hug or anything else, I now have to learn to stomach a smaller amount potentially and then cope it, cope with it myself and still maintain our connection and closeness. Yeah, absolutely. With, uh, that makes me think about um, actually insecurity mm-hmm. where um, even for very confident people, and I put myself in this category in, in terms of relationships, uh, there can be with like the context you're describing more insecurities being brought up because again, it's all foreign and perhaps we can be intentional with our insecurities going, wait a second, this is activating some insecurity in, in me that's coming out of the relationship mm-hmm. and realizing it's really the insecurity of not, there are some very subtle, but very different social norms going on for relationships right now. Yes. Um, an example I have is I am starting to dabble into the dating world online right now. Mm-hmm. So I liked, I felt very confident in the past of dating, knowing the social cues and kind of like how much is too much. Um, right. I don't play, I, I've always been like, I don't play the dating games of look, look, if I want to call or text you, I'm going to call or text you. Um, I don't like Wait, the- four days arbitrarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense to me. I never got that. I'm However, not into you, so I'm going to withhold everything I wanted yeah. to let you know that, but you still need to know that I'm into you. Yeah. I'm really excited by you and I'm not going to express that ever. So therefore, <laughs> I'm going to really far down and never address it till our wedding, if we even get yeah. there. <laughs> no, it'll only be after our kids are out of the house, then I'll finally tell you I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Um. <laughs> So, but anyway, so again, I think I had that, the, the social norm pretty well put together in quote unquote normal dating. Yes. Well, as I'm dabbling in this during, uh, you know, love in the time of quarantine, I have, you know, you and I, we work a lot from home now, um, doing telehealth online. Yeah. And then I live by myself now, just staying home all the time, yeah. which means I have a lot more time to, to think about dating and, yeah. and these people. So I'm sitting <laughs> My normal go-to is like, I don't play the game. I'm going to text. And then I'm sitting there going, well, uh, 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 do I text you now? Cause like I can, I'm home all day. I can literally text you like 24 seven. Yep. Um, and so that's sort of my personal example. Why I think about that insecurity coming off of what you were sharing about what it's like with your partner's frustrations, your frustrations, all leading to these subtle, but still very different relational norms, we're all experiencing for the first time. Yeah. So have compassion for yourself and your partner, knowing that we're all trying to figure it out. And if you can be in a, a, an intentional mindset that my partner is actually that, a partner to work with and to get through this together, instead of the person I'm fighting against and trying to get there. And that's like for, you know, more extreme, like, Hey, we're struggling stuff. Right. And still the communication matters. Foundational. Number one thing. Number one thing is knowing how to talk with and to and accepting 
their communication back, anything that has to deal with, and listening is a part of communication. I think a lot of people have the misconception, oh, it's just yeah. what I say or how I say it, et cetera. No, it's also how do you intake when somebody gives you communication back? Are you an active listener? Is it yes. passive listening? Is there interrupting? Is there, wow, I totally didn't know that was what's going on for you. Thank you so much. Or is it like, well, I didn't do that. Like, what is the, what is yeah. the response? Is it defensiveness or acceptance? Yeah. No, I love you. You remind us about listening how important that is in communication because I agree with what you just said. Yeah. And it's also why um, in my office, one of my favorite and most commonly used communication skills building tool is active listening. We start with the listening skill in communication. Uh, and it also just made me randomly think this could be just a me thing, but one tip and trick that I'm suggesting to people doing video conferencing more, mm -hmm. particularly if you're like me in a little vein, and by little I mean a lot, get a post-it and cover yourself up if you're on a platform that doesn't allow you to hide your video playback. Yeah, you mean on the screen itself. <laughs> on the screen itself, okay. yeah. Not, not your face. Don't just put post-its all over your face. <laughs> Are you sure, though? <laughs> Talia is modeling. Oh, uh, for us. we got to get a screenshot of this. I know, you just like post its everywhere. I There's love some platforms where you can hide your video so that's not distracting. Yes. Um, uh, I've gotten in the habit of doing that. That's not everyone's problem. I'm actually getting a lot better at being able to actually focus. But if you're talking about how important it is to listen, uh, that's just one tip and trick as an example of well, what distractions are you noticing? given that we're now with a different uh, way of communicating with like video conferencing or something. Um, so I just like that idea. Yes. That's very sound advice. Before we shift into uh, love in the time of quarantine for those who are living together right now, uh, I do just want to uh, touch on something else you said earlier, Talia, about the types of really fun, creative things people are doing to be dating while yeah. they're apart. I think you already shared some good ideas. I, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time going into them. I think other articles and blogs have done a much better, or not better, but they've done a really good job. What I would encourage people to do is Google that now, and you'll get tons of wonderful, exciting ideas from how to do virtual game nights to, like you said, the dinner and the wine dates yeah. to social distancing in-person dates yes. to, um, you know, Netflix party and watching movies together, streaming together, stuff like that. There's a lot of really cool ideas and um, if you're like me and not the most creative, then you can be um, a good researcher and use other people's wonderful ideas. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Being creative with being creative. It's like the yeah. next level. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Google what's already out there, right? It's, it's accessing what other people have already come up with and designed in an article in a very digestible format. And if you would like help finding some of those, right? You're, let's say you're like, yeah, I'm not Googling the right thing. I don't think reach yeah. out to us, reach out to Ryan and I, and we can actually give you some of those articles and ideas. And we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll give you the contact uh, way at the end, but it is important if you are having trouble even accessing how to access dating, yeah. then just reach out. That's kind of what we're here for is being able to give you good advice, right? Be creative with your dating, going outside on walks or you walk separately from them, but you're still on FaceTime. Like, we actually do have a lot more connection at our disposal than we think. We're just so used to taking things for granted, to be honest, right? Oh, I could go over there and see them, but I'm so cozy in bed. I don't want to worry about it. Now, how many nights are you all cozy in bed? And you're like, shit, I really wish I was with them. Like, 
-hmm. We're going to make more of an effort now, I believe, after this. It's letting us exercise those creative muscles in our brain, so to speak, and realize, wow, I can do this creatively. I can send food over to their house or, um, you know, flowers, or I can package something up and drop it off on their doorstep. And, you know, maybe we eat in the backyard across from each, you know, something like that. We can get creative. So there are a lot of ideas out there. Don't let that stop you. And if you know and have communicated the person has a ton of time on their hands, that's the perfect time to be like, hey, let's plan a date together. Let's use part of that communication time to plan a date. That actually, now I'm thinking like other tips and tricks that came from that. One is when you are looking at those types of resources of what to do, uh, there are sometimes you'll see like things to do if you are living together. Yeah. Uh, don't limit yourself to just your your exclusive situation where let's say your partner might be far away or something. Right. Because you can read other great ideas for dates and then you can just go and kind of tweak them yourselves and go, oh, how can I apply this to my specific context? Right. And then I forgot the other thing that I wanted tips and tricks to say. So, Oh, I know what it is. Got it. Back at it. Um, <laughs> When you're talking about like, hey, when you're either you have time or you're thinking your partner has a lot of time and you're like trying to figure out how to fill your time, a wonderful bit of advice I have for, for someone in a relationship is when you start noticing that feeling of what's my partner doing or I miss them or they, they were you know more connected right now, but I don't know what they're up to or they're busy at work and you're feeling a little bit of that turmoil, mm-hmm. take that turmoil energy and put it into planning a cool date. Because yeah. we are kind of stuck at home, a lot of us, at certain points where we normally have different things to do, and now we don't. Oh, yeah. So spend those three hours that you're like, oh, my gosh, I just want to talk to that person to, you know, if you play an instrument, learn a new song, and then send a video serenading the person you're into, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, or start learning, you know, an acapella song on that random note. Or right. uh, something creative, share with your partner. art piece, or something fun. Uh, yeah. But use that time constructively just to channel that energy that might be a little like, you know, uh, like I said, turmoil or anxiety to turn into a positive gift for a future date. Yeah. I think that some of the most creative occurrences can come out of a lot of anxious energy because we're so hyper-focused on trying to put it somewhere that we end up being like just, just as anxious as we are is just as creative as we can get. So it's like a positive correlation. We look at it like a researcher. Well, and, and then channeling that is really key. It's cool. Yes, please channel your anxious energy for good, not evil. <laughs> for something positive, not destructive. Yeah. Um, I, I'm down to switch gears. Uh, unless, where are you at? Anything else you want to talk about for those relationships where the partners are not um, uh, stuck in the same home during uh, love in the time of quarantine? Yes, I would say if... <laughs> If you are using this as maybe a, and I'm putting this in air quotes, uh, excuse for like, oh, this means we should just move in together. Please abort that mission. That is, time, that is not the time to circumvent your normal planning to do that. Sure. See them more. If that's, if you're, you know, if you're seeing your people in person, fine. Like that's your personal choice. Um, be safe about it. But if you're seeing them more in person, that doesn't then mean like, okay, now we have to spend every waking minute together. It's not the excuse of like, well, I came over to your house once, so I guess I'm going to stay here for two months. Like, no. (laughs) So don't use it. Don't use it as speeding up a relationship that otherwise can just be paced. Let, excuse me, let the anxiety that you might be feeling to speed things up or see a lot of them. Let it just be like, Hey, I'd actually like to see you more, you know, even in lieu of us not living together. Um, 
that's a personal discussion that you have with your partner or dating partner, whatever level you're at, you know, if you're official or not, have a discussion with them of what does that look like, right? Like, how do we want to spend our time more or less this, that if I do come over and you're the only person I see, will I be staying with you? Will I not like have the discussion before you make the assumption? Yes. Would be my advice. Um, which goes back to being intentional about communication. So key. Yes. And for those people who are thinking, let's use an excuse to move in together right now, please go back and listen to our earlier episodes on cohabitating as well as two weeks is not enough, or I forget the actual two number. Two weeks Two weeks is too soon. Um, and then I forget the, the titles of those, but you'll, if you go back to our previous episodes and numbers, oh, yeah. <laughs> get insight there about these issues. Yeah, it's too soon. And you, the reason why I think people are feeling that is you do, I view trauma bonding in a bit of a different way, but this is leading us into people who live together. Yeah. You are, you are overcoming a really big, uh, what would be the word? Not pandemic. It's not the one I, you're overcoming a really big obstacle in your relationship together, whether you yes. are newly dating or not, that's going to make you feel potentially bonded to the person quicker, especially if you're new in dating, cause your hormones are going all up and down. And this is also an obstacle that could potentially, when you are living together in this and that, let's say there have, there have been stressors. There has been times where communication hasn't been key. Uh, and you are living together, right? So to shift into that topic, you are living together and you've been ignoring or we'll get to it later. I don't want to talk about that now. It might, this obstacle that you two have to overcome might be bringing up a lot in the relationship that isn't just because of being quarantined together. It's you kind of have no choice but to sit and face your problems <laughs> if you're stuck in the same living space. So I feel like we should give advice on, you know, how to maybe navigate that artfully like we already have in previous episodes, you know, rules of communication, but you might be feeling like a lot's coming up because there's maybe been things that have been avoided or new things that haven't even been discussed before that due to the constricting nature are going to come to light faster than they otherwise would have if you are yeah. living together. Absolutely. Well, and that, uh, I echo then the theme of this episode of being intentional. Yes. Uh, be intentional. And there's two, I think, very clear um, topics to be clear about. I mean, it's all communication. So being intentional with your communication, right. both intentional and in talking about relationship dynamics and struggles and hopes that were already there pre, uh, you know, uh, safer at home and, and uh, you know, shelter in place stuff, mm -hmm. as well as just talking about with couples not together physically, uh, being intentional with your communication with your expectations given this unprecedented context we've been in, yeah. not assuming that your partner, even if this is your, you know, mar married partner of, you know, 40 years are going to be on the same exact page of how you want to go about uh, staying stuck in the same home together, you know, right. for a lot more time than you're used to. Right. Yes. So it's being very intentional communicating that. And, and, ask your partner, this is something, and obviously my brother is not my partner, but we had a conversation the other day that we have different coping skills. He mm -hmm. and I have very different coping skills and mine are more like going to get my nails done, get a massage. Like having somebody else care for me, the way I care for my clients is how I summarize it. Mm -hmm. For him, he likes meditation, mindfulness, et cetera. And so does my boyfriend. That's not really my jam. I'm getting into it more so, but many of my clients know like I don't like mindfulness because I like the racing thoughts sometimes. Like I like channeling the anxiety, but now it's too much. So I do need to have some help with it. 
balance, um, balance. <laughs> I cope differently. So ask your partner what the, who you live with, what are their coping skills? You probably know by living with them, what do they go out and do and cope with? Or, you know, are they a very social person? Have they been cut off from being able to see their friends and have a girl's night or a guy's night? Or if you have kiddos at home, that's a whole other thing with, you know, we're all stuck together and parents are sometimes going off the walls, trying to be a parent and a teacher and a partner. And there's so many dynamic shifts that happen when you are living together and you are kind of, we're not designed. I've said this for weeks. We're not designed to be stuck at home with our partners or our families for an undisclosed amount of time and not allowed to leave for pretty much anything but the grocery store. Like that has never been the design in all of history. Like even hunter gatherers, like we still got space when people could go out and hunt and go to the store, so to speak, and come back. It just took a lot longer. Like we're being stripped from a lot of our coping skills. Yes. Uh, that's why I kind of, I would phrase it, um, check in with your partner yes. and their coping skills. Yeah. You may not have to ask, they might already know that if right. this is, you know, someone, you know, obviously, hopefully very well. Um, and so just checking in and seeing, uh, you know, the things you do know, see what everyone's noticing and things that could be shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think what I've been having a lot of discussions with my clients about is um, structure. And we mentioned this a little bit earlier, um, but being very intentional with the structure of their days of normalcy. And some of this is going to basic, just kind of like survival mode of what it's like to be um, social distancing at home and self-quarantining in some cases. Apply that not just to your work and your rhythms and yourself where you're structuring like, okay, I'm going to shower if I need to. I'm going to choose what clothes I wear and, you know, not necessarily do just the comfiest thing anymore and be like, no, I'm intentionally going to work. So I'm going to give myself this psychological shift by putting on, maybe not to do the full get up that you may not want to, but if you're feeling like I'm going to put on some jeans instead of some sweats right now, just to get like a different vibe going, go for that, stuff like that. But more importantly for this discussion having that with your relationship. And what does that mean? Two big things that I am highly recommending to my, my clients. So this is for everyone though. Um, plan your dates still. Yes. At home, just like the ideas of creativity we're talking about for those who aren't um, living together, still do that. And I'll be honest, you know, a lot of my clients are like, yeah, we've been trying to do that for a while already. Uh, great. This is a wonderful time because now we're at critical status. You've got your kids at home or you're stuck together really all the time and you need to set aside some boundary time just for your relationship to date, to have fun, to connect, do this, do this, do this. Yes. On the flip side of that, plan and structure your time to disconnect intentionally. Yes. Everyone's living situation is different. Sorry. What? I said, communicate the disconnect. Yes. Plan it. (laughs) Articulate. That's why. And know that you're hearing, at least from one professional, this is really important. Yes. So every living situation has its own um, physical abilities. You know, if you're living in a one bedroom place, you might have to get a little creative when, you know, you you plan who goes out for a walk um, and who doesn't. Or, or in who gets what time and where. If you have multiple rooms, or maybe it's like a bedroom and just a bathroom, then who gets to take the, 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 the tub for a little while and have that alone time? Yes. If you have a larger place and you can have different rooms, just setting that time. But whatever it is, collaborating, communicating, 
intentional disconnection because as you were mentioning with like hunter gatherers and everything we're not meant to have this much connection we are naturally built to go off and do different things and that's great yes that's wonderful in relationships you yeah. can come back and be rejuvenated and share um and you have insight into yourself and you have something new to discuss and, and relate with so those are like my two big things within the context of structure for couples living together structure your date nights and plan them structure your disconnect times your individual time and plan those as well put that into your weekly schedules yes communicate what you would like or what you're willing like oh this would be my ideal and if this happens i'm still cool with it like where's that window of tolerance so to speak because your partner may be like wow we have all this time i would love to spend five days in a row with you and not get sick and people are like that i'm personally like that i could handle that but that might make somebody else uncomfortable and feel smothered if that's not communicated. Right. So then go ahead. Oh, and that's great for five days. Yeah. What happens? That's not five months. Like that happens five weeks. Right. We don't know where we're at right now. No, that's the time of uncertainty. It's, it's important to communicate like, Hey, can I have a little extra right now? So when we have that plan disconnect, I don't then spiral out or you don't then feel like, oh, this, I forgot how nice this is. I want actually five days of that. Like it's learning how to navigate the balance. And like you said, bathtub time, you know, if you want to spend that alone time with your partner there, great. Cause babysitting is hard to find right now. Yeah. So, and it's parents, it's okay to let your kid have the tablet for this time. Like they're, they're going to be fine. I can promise you don't let them rot their brain for like 10 weeks of it. But like, <laughs> if you need to have the tablet, be the babysitter for two nights. So you and your partner can have some alone time that will save your marriage. I can guarantee you the damage of the tablet is going to be way worse, way better than the damage of divorce potentially. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah. The, yeah. The, you will be saving your relationship and have be better parents with that time to care for yourselves yes. than the, than the, yeah, issues that might come up with a tablet. Yeah, take the alone time for e- your relationship, the couple bubble, and take the alone time for each of you personally. Mm-hmm. Ideally, if you can plan an alone day, if you have kiddos on a separate day, so each of you get a break. But if you don't have cu- kids or or responsibilities that require that much attention, like elderly parents to care for, or whatever, maybe take your alone time on the same day. So at least you have a consistent schedule, so both of you get that time away. So then when you come back, you're like. I really missed you. I'm looking forward to it. You don't have one partner who feels rejuvenated coming to the partner who's like, I need space to myself. I'm going to snap. Like you need to have the same escalation and de-escalation. Like you were saying, when do we want to connect and disconnect? What do we know our partner to need to calm down? And what do we know them like, Oh, they need some space right now. Have those talks. It's going to, it's going to force a lot of communication that other people have been avoiding. I must say, like I've noticed that with my, with my clients and I kind of like it. Because we're good at effective communication here in my office. We really- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when we're, or when couples are uh, communicating so much more and um, hopefully effectively, yes. do remember to be intentional with your compassion here as well. <laughs> because yes. uh, even with effective communication, if it's stuff that you and your relationship haven't discussed before, there's just going to be a lot going on and there's going to be um, new vulnerability and people getting used to that. There's going to be with this intention of communication, some trying to find the right language and that's okay. Know that we're, that you and your partner are learning this. And if you have intention to be compassionate for yourself that, Hey, 
you're figuring it out on your own, as well as compassionate with your relationship. Hey, we're working on this together. Just remembering that this is um, a wonderful opportunity to have a challenge that will bring you closer in your relationship. Yes. That it will actually just, while it's a crucible to force this type of um, closeness and connection, it, this will, with appropriate intention and compassion, lead to a wonderful growth in your relationship and a foundation for the rest of, rest of your relationship. So. It totally will, and it's worth the investment, especially mm-hmm. now, because access to mental health care has become, I think, more widespread. We have more of a push for it now. Even you and I know as therapists, certain um, mandates, that, which I still like, so I know they'll go back to it, but certain restrictions of access have been lifted in times of crisis because people understand, wow, people need access to mental health and health care. Yes. So. And I think that's something you and I wanted to, to touch on. Yes, yes. Is how now, how now, Brown Cow, no. How now when you do have those desires and you are communicating, what if you hit a roadblock, right? Or what if you realize, wow, I am communicating with my partner or whether we live together or not, but they have severe depression, severe anxiety, their OCD is acting up. I don't know how to help them. They don't know how to help them. Access to mental health care now it's still worth the investment. Now is not a time to stop going to therapy. Now is not a time to shut off and be like, I can't afford this. There's access out there for free and very low cost resources that should not be a barrier for a person seeking mental health treatment. I think that if you're okay with it, this might be a time to transition to talk about that. It's it's a topic. Yes. Um, Yes. Everyone listening, please know online therapy sessions exist yes so as talia you just said obviously i agree with you this is the the most important time to be attuning to your health both physical and mental Mm -hmm. so making sure as you're looking at your life and trying to put some structure and normalcy in starting to think hey let me get set up with a therapist now um there's a bunch of like behind the scenes business stuff about that what i want everyone to know though is no matter where you live in the United States, you can get access to what's called a telehealth provider. So that's a therapist. In this case, we're talking about therapists who can do online therapy sessions for you. The regulations are getting a little loosened, so there's some back and forth about that. But right. know that it exists, so you can start reaching out and figuring that out. And I wanted to make sure that our listeners know that because you're listening to us, please email us if you have questions about finding a therapist that's right for you. Yes. Um, there's people like us, you know, um, who are set up for telehealth and, and we can accept new clients. And you can work with us at our rates. At the same time, there are a lot of community agencies that are trying to make healthcare affordable. If you're in a place right now where maybe you recently got laid off or mm-hmm. your income because you own a business is drastically shot right now. So I still want everyone to know like, hey, we are here to help you find the right resource for you. Yes, we absolutely Uh, are. Really, really big deal. That's one of the ways I'm trying to be an active member to kind of give back if I, because I can't necessarily have an entire pro bono case right now, but I can help people set up um, for those who can't afford my rates. Yes, I can absolutely connect. I have, um, as you know, a killer meme page, Therapy with Talia, and I have a lot of people reaching out to ask for resources, even if I'm not the provider for them. We know, I'm pointing to Ryan and I, we know certain 
referral sources, websites, um, kind of the back end stuff that you just get to know as you're in the career that can help you that a, a person who's seeking treatment may not know about. And I would love to equip you. We would both love to equip you with those tools so that you can empower yourself to try and find it. And if that still is like, yeah, this was too much. Can you help me pick between these and these? What is this type of therapy, et cetera? Those are questions I'm personally totally okay to answer. That's, that's no skin off my back to take time to help with, uh, to help debunk those myths. You know, like we talk about kind of the message of our podcast that translates into helping people in this very, very unprecedented time of having to deal with mental health struggles during a quarantine period where access looks different. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so please reach out and let us know and either reach out to us or reach out to your preferred therapist, whatever the deal is. Right. Um, we're out here. Online therapy sessions exist. Um, and they're really, they're actually, they're getting good now. <laughs> my first week online was a, a learning curve for both me and my clients. Oh yeah. Now we're entering three and um, not only are, are, am I getting hang of it? My clients getting hang of it. Uh, we as therapists in the community, like, I don't know about you watching every online training and like discussion and doing like zoom meetings with a bunch of other therapists and talking about like, how are we navigating this new world? And I'm, I'm so proud and excited to be in this professional community because um, uh, we're doing it and, and there's good therapy out there online. So There really is. It's weird at first, so I'm not even going to lie to you. It is not the exact same as in person, but I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's up to you as the client to, to feel comfortable with that. I would say same thing that I do, even though I come literally into my office and don't see anyone unless it's the computer mentally, I need that space in my brain because I'm not at a maybe Jedi mind level that some therapists who've been (laughs) here 40, 50 years, you know, I don't, I still need to compartmentalize coming into work and leaving work. So I would give the same recommendation for those of you trying teletherapy. If it hasn't worked for you, maybe be mindful of where you're having the session. Mm -hmm. Try not to be in your bed or your bedroom. We, We, not that you're not comfortable, but maybe, as close as you can get it to an actual therapy session. Of course, there's barriers. If you live with other people, et cetera, maybe sitting in a walk-in closet. Um, If you do live with trusted people, say that you have an important phone call to take and maybe set a sound machine outside, you can modify it as much as you can. If you live alone, that's ideal. Try and do that in the living room or kitchen. Try and do it in a place where it feels private and it mentally feels separate and you can kind of exhale at the end of session and leave everything in session, kind of where you had session, even if it's not the office, try and mimic it as best you can with the resources that you have uh, given where a person is at would be my advice. I love it. Um, Maybe we'll talk after this recording. That could be next uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, What we've kind of learned after another two weeks of doing online sessions, what people can expect with uh, online therapy sessions yeah. Um, some more tips and tricks and things. So I like what you're, you're, I love what you're laying down there for people as they get ready for it. So. I like where your head's at. Heck yeah. So where can people find us, Ryan? Well, I always say check out the website first because it's so cool. You do such a good job. I don't know if anyone knows, but Talia like is the, uh, the complete uh, mastermind and workhorse <laughs> between all of our gorgeousness. So if you, you go to the couples guide podcast.com, uh, you get even like little mini bursts of extra entertainment when you see her blurbs and her images for the episodes. I like. Um, I sometimes forget to do that because I always just listen to stuff on my podcast app yeah. on my phone. 
Um, so I would go there just as a shameless plug because I love it so much. Um, but to actually get in touch with us, you can send a message on the website, but you can email us, Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. You can shoot us a DM on Instagram and uh, ask your questions or look for some resources. Yes. I do think because we're talking about resources, let's also share um, our personal, well, I'm going to share my personal email that people can send um, stuff to. If you want to like ask questions directly of me, right. you can do Ryan at ryanhilltherapy.com. And I'll, uh, I'll definitely be getting uh, whatever you need. Uh, hopefully some support to you that way. Yes. And mine is info, like information at therapywithtalia.com. And my name is spelled T-A-L-I-A. That's where we can find each other. If you need help, please reach out. We are here for you and we will do our absolute best to connect you, even if it's not with us. I, uh, I really do pride our profession when we can take the time to connect somebody that could, it can change your life. Your relationship with your therapist can absolutely change your life. So if you are ready to take that leap and you're listening to this and thinking, oh, that would actually be really helpful. It, it will. I will let you know it will be helpful. And just stick with it. Even if teletherapy is clunky at first, it's the fact that you can have some place to unpack everything you're going through is the best gift that you can give to yourself, whether that's in person or online. Heck yeah. Yeah. So true. Until well said. Yes. <laughs> what? I said until next time, I guess. Yeah. Until next time. Um, when we'll, we'll get to see your, your beautiful digital face and we'll get our next episode 27 rocking and rolling until then good luck everyone with your love in the time of quarantine and um just be nice to each other a little a hug goes a long way i will say (laughs) be gentle be so gentle with yourselves yes we love you (laughs) take care fair listeners